Tackling your business's finance to-dos can be daunting enough without being slowed down by QuickBooks. More like slow books. NetSuite by Oracle is the number one financial system, no matter how big your business grows. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow. All in one place. Special financing is back. NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program only for those ready to switch today. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite right now. That's NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. This is episode number eight of the Marketing to Millionaires podcast. Three hot tips to market to affluent divorced women. Welcome to the Marketing to Millionaires podcast. I am your host, Kelly O'Neill. In this ever-changing economy, marketing premium services to premium clients who can afford your services is a key strategy in recession-proofing your business and thriving through uncertain times. Each week, join me to learn the best practices in marketing to this discerning audience, as well as enjoying insightful and candid interviews with millionaires, as well as the most brilliant business minds who have mastered the art of marketing to affluent clientele. Let's get started on this week's episode. Hey, everyone. I want to welcome you back to another episode of the Marketing Millionaires podcast. Today, I've got one of my rock star students, Wendy Sterling, who is the founder of The Divorce Rehab here. And she is going to be sharing her juicy tips about how she went from totally sputtering in her business, not getting the results that she wanted, to becoming the leader in her industry for helping divorced women go from uh, I do to I did to I'm done. She has mastered marketing to affluent clients and today she is going to be opening the kimono and telling you exactly her three biggest tips on how to attract this discerning audience and enroll them into your premium level uh, programs and services. So make sure that you've got a pen and paper and let's rock this out. All right, everyone, I want to welcome you to today's episode. First of all, I want to introduce you to the absolutely phenomenal Wendy Sterling of The Divorce Rehab. Wendy, welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. I am so excited to have you here. So one of the things that I love about Wendy is that in the last several months that we've been working together, she has gone from really like, I'm so passionate about this, but I need clients and I want to serve them to literally catapulting to a well-known figure had in her industry with an entire roster full of affluent dream clients that not only she loves working with, but they are so thrilled with the work she's doing in the world that they're referring her to all of uh, their wealthy friends who are also going through divorce. So she is going to be sharing with you some tips today on what to do, what not to do, and very specifically how you can apply this to your business, whether or not you're marketing to divorce women or not. So Miss Wendy, give them a brief background on how you got started in doing what you do and selecting this particular niche. 
Sure, happy to. So um, I actually believe divorce is an empowering experience that women go through to find their true identity and voice so that they can design a life that they truly love instead of feeling stuck with the one that they have. And I do often work with women who are struggling with so much negative self-talk and noises in their head and doubt um, while dreaming of the possibility of happiness, peace, and joy. And that was me about almost four years ago. And I remember the day that I realized that my marriage was over. I had been in corporate America for over 18 years, working successfully in an ad sales career and marketing, leading teams. And while I was really good at what I did, I was miserable. Um, you know, I was literally working just for my paycheck and I knew that there was something bigger for me. And I didn't necessarily know what that was until the day I realized that my marriage was over. I had kept moving from one or organization to another, thinking that that was going to make me happier, make me better. Um, you know, I had been in couples therapy. I was in individual therapy for myself and nothing was making me feel um, like I was going to get through this. I didn't know who I was. And all of a sudden I decided to get help and it came in the strangest of ways. So I saw a Facebook friend, a Facebook post from a friend who talked about how she left her lucrative law practice to become a career transition coach. And so I called her because I knew I wanted to do something different, but I didn't know what to do. And so we talked on the phone and after our conversation, I actually enrolled in her coaching program that she uh, got certified in. And I had, thank goodness, uh, the course was in a couple of weeks. And so over the course of a two and a half day period, learning how to be a coach and being coached in the classroom, I had moved through so many different emotions that I I had been struggling with for the eight months before more quickly than I knew possible. And so I knew that there was something special to what was going on with this whole world of coaching. And so I continued with the program. I hired my own coach. And what I realized was that there was something bigger and better for me that was meant to happen. And so I uh, started taking notes and realized that there was something special to this and that my calling was meant to be to serve other women like me, to help them to get through this process more quickly than doing it by themselves. And so I married together the methodology of my coaching program with what I knew worked for me and the methods by which I used that to get me through and to sort of start enabling me to build a new foundation from which my new life got to start from. And I created my five-step signature program called Divorce Rehab. And rehab is an acronym um, that, you know, again, it's about rediscovering your identity and voice, ending your pity party, healing your wounds, finding acceptance and building a new foundation. So I literally packaged that up and created a program. And not only was I an example of someone who had gotten through in less than a year after having been married 15 years with my ex for 22 years, I started working with other women like me going through my program to build my credibility and to show that this actually does work. And I now have the privilege of empowering other women through my program to start seeing that their divorces were happening for them, not to them, and that there is a silver lining in divorce. So I get to help women heal from their divorce and find their true identity and voice to create their next best chapter and see them thrive. Which is absolutely amazing and such a phenomenal niche. You know, you guys, I talk all the time about how there's riches and niches, and I am 
really specific with my clients about making sure that they get really niched down into exactly who that they're going, you know, that they're going to be pursuing and who they're going to be serving. And, you know, Winnie, I want to talk a little bit about your, your journey as a business owner, right? Because there was a lot of like fits and starts as you were, you were, you know, initially trying to get this going. So it sounds like you had found a passion and you had an idea, but transforming that into a business that was working for you, it took a minute. It took, it took more than a minute, but yes, it did. <laughs> and it took some, some stumbles along the way. Um, but no, it did. I, you know, I think one of my biggest realizations was that I had always been an entrepreneur. I just didn't know that that's what I was doing. So in corporate, I would be hired. Like I was the go-to person that would come in and build, build up categories in regions where co these companies didn't have a voice. I mean, we're talking companies like Refinery29, Who, What, Where, very well-known women's lifestyle brands who were really big in other places, but didn't really have a voice. And so when I realized that I actually had been an entrepreneur, but had the cushion of a corporation behind me, I realized that it was something that I could do. The, uh, the stumbling that happened along the way was I was doing it in the wrong order. So I had this notion that, you know, I needed a website, I needed a logo, I needed to have all this pretty stuff, right? I needed to focus on the marketing and then I would figure out who I was targeting and all of that later. I had it backwards. So I paid for programs that fed my backwards <laughs> notion of how to build a business, um, which is fine, right? I wouldn't have found you had I not gone through the steps that I went through, but there was a lot of learning in that. And so once I started realizing that having a website and doing all of that first, it wasn't getting me clients, duh, because I didn't even know who I was. I didn't even know how to talk about myself, but here I was putting myself out there, you know, hoping that it would land with, but I didn't even know who my ideal client really was. So it wasn't until I started after, you know, enrolling in a couple of programs, spending tens of thousands of dollars running Facebook ads that were getting me a list of people who couldn't even afford a coach. I knew I was doing it all wrong and I had to kind of hit pause and figure out like, <laughs> I got to do this differently. And then literally lo and behold, one day I saw you on I don't even remember how I saw you. It was either one of your paid ads or somebody who was in your program. And I was like, oh my God, who is this woman? And what is marketing to millionaires? And I think that's who my client is. And here we are. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So you have very successfully pivoted your business, right? Because before, again, like, you know, when you were trying to do the marketing, you had things a little bit backwards because it's a very different skill set to be brilliant at what you do and to learn how to build a business right? Yes. It's, it's two different things. And so we got you in the, in the, in the right order. And, um, and you kind of realized, oh, I've been doing a lot of mass marketing activities, which are sending me people who can't afford my services and who are not my ideal clients. Yes. And you very quickly, once you realize, once that light bulb went off, you went, oh, I am so done with that. Yes. I'm <laughs> done. And you pivoted and it was not very long after you pivoted that the opportunity started coming yes. and you planted a lot of seeds and the, you know, and you started making headway in your industry and you 
started getting clients right and left. And then it just took off like gang fire. And now you are a leader in your industry. You are well known for what it is that you do in the community. And you have a full roster of, of private affluent clients who are raving fans of your work. Yes, I do. First of all, before you took the action, what was the emotional pivot that you made? Because there was a decision that you made before you, before you started taking this action that set you in this direction. Yeah. I mean, I, I knew I had the mental capacity and the smarts, right. To do this. And Yet there was another piece of me that, you know, from a confidence perspective was getting in my way as well. Um, And I was always the person who, like, I always thought that I had to follow a book, that there was a book, you know, one more course is going to tell me what it is that I need. And it wasn't until I really sort of surrendered myself to, um, to what the universe was telling me and showing me was possible and helping me to instill the confidence back in myself that I could actually do this. I mean, I think a lot of people don't understand how much mindset plays into your success. And, um, you know, it just takes you figuring out what makes you tick, what makes you special that really shifted everything for me. And, you know, I would say that there were two moments. I mean, the first one was when I attended the Marketing to Millionaires Intensive last July was when we started working together. And, you know, once you got me really clear and confident around who I knew my ideal client was, which was me, and also stepping into and owning who I was as a coach, which is someone who is bold, who brings tough love, who is a great accountability partner. And really, you know, it's almost like you took a stand for me to be able to take a stand for myself. And I gave myself permission to try that on. And I did the same day as that, you know, I think at the time it was like a two day intensive and it was the first day of it. And I had a call with a potential client and I stood in that power after having been, you know, told like, yes, you get to do this. There is, like you said before, there is a power, there's power in niches. And that was my niche. No one else was talking about being bold and accountable and, you know, giving tough love for divorced women. It was all about love and, you know, not that that's not important, but like, that's not what you need. And I knew it wasn't what I needed. And so after implementing that on this totally makes sense. So what I totally needed was someone like me. And I realized that that was my niche. And once I was able to really step into knowing that that is who I was, I got a client that same day by stepping into that persona which is who I get to be every single day of my business. And that was pivotal moment number one. And then pivotal moment number two was, you know, was really around learning the power of collaboration. And, you know, I don't want to get too far ahead, but, you know, what also felt really good in trusting the universe was when I started networking with people in the industry and starting to figure out how it was that I could support them. And in the process, I was also kind of learning and trying to figure out like what the holes were. I wanted to figure out how else to build 
offerings for my clients of what they were hearing some necessities were, right? So I also used those professionals that I was networking with to kind of do my own market research, mm-hmm. um, which was really valuable and really important. And honestly, it was just like the stepping stone to what those, those collaborations brought to my business. I love it. I love it. All right, let's dive, let's dive in. These, these guys are going to love to hear some super actionable tips about what were the three, the three things that you really focused on to go from stuckish to leader in your, in your realm. So let's, let's, let's dive into hot tip number one. Sure. So hot tip number one is truly the power of other people's network. So your Collaborate to Accelerate program really catapulted me in ways I didn't even know possible. Um, I was able to network not only locally with businesses where I knew my affluent client would, you know, attend, right? My, my client spends on self-care. She, she does yoga. She works out. She, you know, gets her nails done. She goes to the spa. And so I first started networking locally here. I live in Los Angeles and I went to the more affluent areas, um, and started, you know, creating partnerships with those businesses, going in and doing things for free, offering to do workshops. And then what I also started doing was networking with professionals who worked with ideal clients. So going to people who work with others in the divorce community. So divorce lawyers, mediators, financial planners. Um, I also did try to go to some um, therapists uh, that I had started networking with um, and just anyone that I knew would be involved in a divorce process or would tap into a a more affluent divorced woman. And so by getting to know them, and as I said before, also kind of picking their brains on some of the pain points that they heard their clients having, it really enabled me to be able to not only create um, you know, a more solid foundation of what my program meant to serve, but to also know how to communicate to these women about their pain points, right? Because that leads into tip number two. But what that networking and collaboration allowed me to do was to also get an audience of people who I normally wouldn't have found, but already exist and get access to them with, you know, I would be on, I would ask to be on their podcast. I would ask if I could come in and do special workshops for their clients um, or if they could put me in a newsletter, right? Different ways for me to get my name out there to start building my credibility and at the same time, build my database, build my Facebook groups and really just, you know, I wanted to be the person that everybody wanted to talk to. So it, it worked really beautifully for me. Thank goodness. So in summary, in hot tip number one, she's talking about leveraging other people's networks because before she was fishing in the wrong pond but now she went to the a bunch of people who owned owned ponds and they were well stocked with her ideal ideal clients right and so by getting in there starting to make her name and starting to this is one of the things we talk about in collaborate to accelerate is leveraging other people's networks o-p-n so utilizing the strategy of leveraging other people's networks to get access to the people that Uh, they are already serving is a fast track to getting into affluent circles of your ideal clients. All right. What's hot tip number two? 
So affluent clients want to know that what you have to offer works because they will throw money at the problem, right? If they know that you can help them. And I know that because that was me. I was like, I will pay any amount of money to make this pain go away. <laughs> I was right. in therapy. I was buying self-help books. I was doing everything. I was like, make this go away. And so by having a program that I did on myself and it worked in under a year and then creating something to sell around that as being proof and working with other clients who were in similar places and asking if I could do the program on them at a lower rate and having that proven track record to say, I'm going to get you through this in six months. This is where we're going to get you in six months. And then the next six months, we're going to get you here. And it is a guarantee because I'm standing here and I have multiple other clients that I've gotten through to that point. So saying, you know, essentially like I've got the track record, I'm going to solve this problem for you. And by the end of the six months of us working together, this is where you're going to be guaranteed, right? And while we can't make any guarantee, they have to do the work, right? And I obviously caveat that, that they've right. got to do the work, but they just, they'll throw money at the problem if they know you can fix it. And so being, so being really, really clear about the problem that you are solving for your affluent client in, in the way they want it solved. Yes. Right. Which is exactly what we teach in marketing millionaires, right? It's like, get, yeah. Get really clear on what that problem is for your ideal client because they will throw money at it to make it go away. Yep. Perfect. All right. And hot tip number three. So hot tip number three is really about, um, you know, I guess I'll sum it up as not being afraid to make bold statements or claims. And Part of what that means for me in my business is really around taking a stand for my clients around what is possible for them, what it is that they envision their life to be in six months, in a year, and really taking a stand for them around that vision, right? This leads back into you being able to really um, tell them because of your track record that you will get them there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, out, divorced women you know, many times they sacrifice themselves for other people. They've not thought about themselves in Lord knows how long, you know, they do everything in the good for the husband and for their kids. And, you know, when I come in and I work with them, I give them the space to be able to dream about what's possible for them and just opening them up to that, right. And being bold and telling them, you get to have this, right? Here's the, the silver lining of divorce. You don't have to ask permission anymore. You don't have to say like, oh, is it okay if I make time for... No, you, you get to go do that. So I get to take a stand and be bold with my clients. And to be honest, that's what they want. They want you to... You know, it's all about you know, they want to know that it works. They want to know that they have permission to be able to do something until they can, they have the strength to be able to give themselves the permission. Yep. Right? Take a stand for your clients until they can stand for themselves. Yep. And with, with, again, with your affluent, with your affluent clients, one of the reasons that this, this, this uh, technique has been so effective for Wendy and it will be for you as well is because your affluent clients want to know that when they're investing in something, that they're investing in someone who 
can get them results. Whatever mm -hmm. that result looks like, whether it's a business result, whether it's a personal result. And when you're able to stand confidently in your messaging and you're able to stand confidently in the, the bold claims that you're making for your clients. Now, I am not talking about exaggerating claims. I am not taking, yeah. talking about making promises you can't keep. Right. But when you are ready to be able to stand for them, that is what they're looking for. They don't want someone who's like, well, yeah, I mean, I think I can help you. Like, let's give it a try. Like that, that doesn't read to them, not even as it, it's, it reads to them as, oh, this is a, it's not even a waste of money. It's like, oh, this is a waste of my time. Right. And time is the most valuable asset your ideal affluent clients have. Yeah. And, you know, the way that I, you know, the way that I like to kind of, you know, if people need a metaphor or a visual for this is, you know, imagine you're standing, you know, your client is standing on one side of a mountain and there's, you know, a creek running underneath, you know, 200 feet and you're standing on the other side. The bold claim is the bridge. They've got to be the ones to do the work to get there, but you get to d help them to design the vision is the bridge. And the bold claim is, you get to build the bridge. You get to come to the side of, you know, the water. You have to get there yourself, but you get to build the bridge. Let's design and build the bridge, how you're going to get there. That's the bold claim is, is telling them that they get to do this. It's not it. right. So it's, you know, I'm going to ask you to throw in a bonus tip and I'm going to, I'm going to lead you a little bit on this one. Okay. Um, talk about, the importance of making consistent invitations to speak privately. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. So this is something that I've done very successfully, which is, you know, especially for my clients, and, and I can't imagine that it's much different for everybody else, but I am the secret sauce. I think this is where you're, where you want me to go, but I am the secret sauce. And so what I've also done as I've collaborated, as I've, you know, built up sort of my credibility is I've been able to engage my audience in conversation because I know that it's going to take them trusting and getting to know me because I'm the secret sauce. And so what I do, what I, I'm going to toot my own horn, what I do really well is engaging my audience through my content and interacting with me. And through that, I ask questions that I know that they want to share, right? Divorced women just want to be heard. They want people to hear their feelings. They want somebody who understands what they're going through. And so a lot of times, you know, I'll write emails to my databases, you know, that are vulnerable shares for me that are God honest truths, ways that I have felt, you know, I was watching a TV episode the other day and started bawling my eyes out and something came up and I wrote about it and I invited them to share with me what came up for them from reading my own experience. And then I get them in this beautiful dialogue, um, with me over email. And then I invite them to get on the phone with me because, you know, we can sit here and go back and forth all we want, but I then get them on the phone. And that's, that's when you get the opportunity to really start getting to know them and, you can turn it into a sales call in that moment. Again, if you think they're a fit for your program, but you won't know until you get them on the phone because you can't always tell an email. I love that. And you do the exact same thing through your Facebook group. Yes. A hundred percent. I do, do content. It. You say, Hey, let's jump on a call. Yes, I okay. do consistent, but it's consistent communication where I'm consistently offering support and the support comes through a call. 
Perfect. And you guys, this is where I think a lot of people are missing the mark. They're doing a lot of marketing. They're getting an audience. They're, you know, they're building their list. They've got, you know, leads to talk to, but then they don't take, they just wait for them to magically appear on their calendar. One of the reasons that Wendy has been so incredibly successful is because she has continually invited people to get on a private phone call with her that starts out as her listening to people. And then inevitably they're like, I need to know how I can work with you. Yep. Yeah. Because I use, I use that time to like give them a taste of what I do. And then by the end of the call, they're like, I can't, like, I need this. Like I didn't even know you, you know, they have these aha moments while we're on the phone and it's, it's beautiful. It's magical. I love it. I love it. You guys, thank you so much for, for listening today. Wendy, thank you for being here. If you know, if you've got someone who wants to connect with Wendy, which you guys should all just connect with Wendy because she's awesome. But especially if you are a divorced woman or you know a divorced woman who needs her support, Wendy, where can they find you? They can find me. The best place, honestly, is to go to my private Facebook group, The Divorce Rehab. Um, it's on Facebook. And you can also get a hold of me through my website, wendysterling.net. And I'm also on Instagram, Divorce Rehab with Wendy. So come find me and I'm happy to give support unconditionally. I love it. And you guys, I, we of course are going to have all of these links for you available in the show notes on our website. So I hope you have found this episode of the Marketing to Millionaires podcast, especially helpful. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Thanks, Wendy. Thanks, Kelly. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Marketing to Millionaires podcast. If you did, make sure you subscribe to our podcast, share this episode, and leave a raving review. Also, apply to join us in the complimentary Marketing to Millionaires Success Circle on Facebook. It's my private community where I hold weekly trainings, share resources, and collaborate with other high-performance entrepreneurs. I'll see you there. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.